0: Hi everyone, it's Monday, July 24th, 2017 at 12 o'clock noon Eastern Time and this is Admissions Live. I'm your host, Nicole Lentini, and on today's live broadcast we're talking about admissions marketing plans. Admissions Live is part of the Higher Ed Live Network. Our episodes offer you direct access to the best and brightest minds in education. Be a part of our live broadcast by sharing your knowledge. Participate in today's discussion by tweeting us using the hashtag Higher Ed Live. All of our episodes are free and easy to access in the video archives at higheredlive.com or take Higher ed Live with you on the go by subscribing to the podcast. Today's episode is made possible by NRCCUA. UA. Higher Live is sponsored by NRCCUA, a leader in data-driven insights, direct engagement, and digital marketing. NRCCUA provides the EduVentures Wake Up Call, a free weekly analysis of the most pressing higher education topics. Subscribe today at eduventures.com to never miss an update. Higher Ed Live is, spon- is produced by M. Stoner, a digital-first agency committed to tailored solutions that drive real results. Uh, when it was, oh, excuse me. Was your redesign a couple of years ago? Budget not ready for a full-scale redesign? Do you need help getting full buy-in for a .edu redesign? A higher education website checkup with M Stoner will provide objective feedback and give you and your team actionable feedback for improving your site. We're tweeting out a link shortly where you can learn more. So I am very excited to welcome my guest, Ashley Budge, who joins us live from the Case Summer Institute for Communication and Marketing, where she's on the faculty leading a hands-on digital workshop. So, Ashley, thank you for joining me as my guest today, and uh, tell us a little bit about what you're up to this week. Hey, Nicole, thanks for having me on. It's always fun to crash
1: a higher ed live broadcast. Um, uh, Yeah, I'm here in a rainy, gloomy, Boston, um, which just makes you want to like huddle inside with something warm um, and (laughs) relax. But um, in a couple hours, we're going to kick off the summer institute with Case, Um, and this is uh, they have a series of different summer institutes that they run, similar to um, what is offered for admissions professionals, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's for this one. in particular is for people who are involved in communication and marketing across the institution. So it couldn't wait. We have some attendees who are working in enrollment a lot that are working in kind of small central shops, um, some that are focused on advancement. Um, and it's for professionals that are in years one through three of their higher ed career. Um, it's not necessarily fresh. Graduates, Um, a lot of people are career transitioners who have never been in higher ed before. We see a lot of people coming from journalism um, into communications roles in higher ed, and they've got uh, a lot to learn about what it's like to work at a college or university. So, that's a lot of fun. Um, And, yeah, we're here at Boston University's law school all week. Um, taking them through um, a series of different kind of breakout sessions, which is really nice. Um, What's different about this conference and um, some of the other conferences is that CASE um, puts together a faculty rather than a set of all different presenters throughout the conference. Uh, It's a core set of faculty, and you really feel like you're here to teach rather than just give presentations, um, and you uh, see the same people uh, day after day, so I'll be leading a a group of um, attendees who are from large private institutions, since that's the only kind of place I've ever worked. (laughs) Um, I'm comfortable with that group, Um, so anyone who's here who works at a large private institution will be with me. Um, in the evenings, and we're going to go over a case study about um, a potential engagement campaign that they have to plan, Um, so it'll be a nice hands-on exercise for those folks to come up with budget and creative ideas. And then during the day, during the weeks, uh, during this week, I'm leading a, as you mentioned, a digital workshop, Um, and that will be for anyone who's interested and learning about the cross-section between web and email and social media. Um, Digital's been really, really popular at this conference. So there's actually two tracks that have a digital focus, mine and Another one that's being led by Liz Gross, and she's awesome. yeah, uh, she's doing one that's solely focused on social media, so people who want to really deep dive into social media tools and metrics and all of that good stuff that Liz knows really well um, can be with her, and uh, people who are looking for kind of that broader, um, how digital cuts across their websites and their email campaigns and, and social media will be with me um, awesome. doing workshops this week, so it's it's a really kind of different experience. I want to feel really privileged to be a part of uh, this year. Yeah, well, yeah, and we're well, lucky no. to have
0: they're both of you as their faculty. They're sorry, I'm sorry, getting, sorry, a, little I'm getting a little bit of that. Here we go. That did not help. <laughs> Here we go. Let's try that again.
1: I can't hear the echo.
0: Okay, I'm just dealing with it in my end. That was a little bit better. Sorry, viewers. Um, so what I was saying is they're very lucky to have the two of you as your faculty. And uh, I'm curious, you know, you mentioned earlier that a lot of them are maybe not new to marketing necessarily. Some of them might be, but some of them are also new to higher ed. So how are you going into this initially and kind of framing it for everybody? Where do you start? Yeah, uh, it'll,
1: it'll, be, um, it'll be fun to kind of put, put people in groups and um, let them learn from each other, too, because there is such a wide range of experiences coming together. One um, of uh, some of the fun things that we do, uh, Summer Institute is a lot like camp. You're uh, staying in the residence halls, and the, the, um, the residence halls that we're in and you are um, really top-notch. They're, they're really nice. Um, we are in the residence hall, so you're moving in on campus for a week. Um, and, you know, I'm going to put on my camp leader polo shirt in a, in a few minutes after we sign off. Um, so we'll do some exercises to kind of break people up into groups and get them to get to know each other, um, learn what different institutions people are coming from. Um, but what we try to do in the breakout sessions is, especially in the first day is hear from everyone where they're coming from, what their experience has been so far and what they want to get out of the uh, the week. So my presentations or my lectures aren't, um, they're really not put together. Um, they're going to become more solidified after I hear what the group is really trying to get out of the experience. Um, but I've been speaking for... Um, just over, just about a year, yeah, not even a year now, um, about campaign planning. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I've got a pretty solid theory put together to help people um, come up with marketing and engagement campaigns that I think translates to all different sectors and um, is... Uh, I think, really relatable, no matter where you're coming from. So my plan is to um, take them through my set of thinking um, about how to develop a marketing and engagement campaign, um, and we'll talk about the basics, and um, we'll source a whole bunch of ideas from campaigns that I've been a part of, and hopefully um, others will share campaigns that they've been a part of. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a little bit of what I wanted to uh, talk about with you today about admissions marketing planning um, and kind of give you a sneak peek at what my what my little secret formula is here that I'm gonna be sharing with the attendees. I would love that and I know the viewers would love that too. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, so uh, the idea of campaign planning for me, um, I guess I've always just tried to figure out this big digital world by looking at things that we all do really well uh, in in real life. Um, And when you're looking at our business practices, um, trying not to start from scratch, but trying to start from what has always traditionally really worked for our institutions. And in admissions, that's a lot of the in-person time that counselors spend with. Perspective students one on one. And so, in my time working in admissions at my alma mater, um, I really drew upon those personal um, interactions as you know, when I was a tour guide, when I was sitting one on one with students, when I was out on the road, meeting with counselors, and just trying to figure out what it was exactly that was making those relationships work. Hmm. And then trying to figure out, you know, what technology do we have that. And help facilitate those relationships, and do it at scale, which is what we really, what we really need. Um, so uh, it's the same for you know that's my same process for almost everything. Uh, trying to when I moved into um, fundraising, um, it, the same kind of one-on-one relationships were happening with gift officers who were out on the road securing those big gifts mm-hmm. from people. Um, and it wasn't something that just happened overnight. It was a really long-term relationship-building exercise, um, and um, something that I wasn't familiar with at all. So, trying to learn from them what that secret sauce is, um, to see where there are points in the relationship that you know we could kind of translate that to an online experience. So, um, yeah. So uh, I think when I start talking about any kind of individual campaign. You think about an admissions campaign, um, the the nice part about the admissions world is that it does, it's cyclical every year. There are things that you can count on. Um, and, and that's true for a lot of what we do in higher ed because we have that academic calendar that kind of keeps us churning. Um, and so you have kind of this series of coordinated steps that are already in place for you, deadlines that are already set for you. Um, and sure, um, applications, deadlines and things can change and kind of shuffle up your schedule <laughs> um, and mess with things any given year, but um, you you have you know, you know have kind of the road map already in front of you. Um, and the key is to um, design some specific solutions to the problems um, at each one of those steps with some really specific activities that um, will help move people along from one step to another. Um, And so um, there are four different pieces of it the way I see it. um, And I kind of break them out into four different phases. And um, the first one is an awareness building phase. So in the admissions world, um, awareness building is a huge, huge part of it. Um, It's just kind of getting what you're offering on the radar of primary audience being those prospective students, but you've got secondary audiences of the parents and counselors too. Um, And just kind of laying out that kind of, that basic information that they need to know that that you exist, (laughs) that um, there is an application process, um, that there is an enrollment process, that there's a timetable, um, and just kind of getting all of the facts out. Um, And, you know, if you think about how you can do that really effectively when you're talking in person with someone, um, it's really just about delivering that information clearly. Right. Um, and that's something right. that you can do really easily online. So that, that's the first phase, it's just the awareness phase. Um, the second phase of it is a little bit trickier. Um, that's um, the cultivation phase. And um, that's where you see a lot of the interpersonal um, uh, interactions taking place. Um, and the way I try to think about this is connecting the purpose of the school with the individual's purpose Um, and so it's not just letting them know that you exist but giving them a good reason why they should be connected with you Um, and i'll just run through what the other two are Um, there's an engagement phase where you're trying to get the person to do the thing it is that you want them to do Mm -hmm. so um, that's at the point where if you're looking at marketing for uh, applications for people um, to submit applications, the, the key engagement there is submit your application. If you're doing an enrollment campaign, the key engagement is going to be putting on your deposit to enroll. Um, and then the last piece of it is a stewardship piece to keep that person, um, keep that person engaged, you know, that's where you're, you're shifting into your summer melt strategies. Um, or if you're going through an application process, you're shifting into the enrollment um, phase. And um, it's kind of setting up that lifetime uh, interaction with the person from one campaign to another. So what I, what I found when most people are designing their marketing plans is they spend 90% of their time on that engagement piece. Get the application. Apply now. Um, mm-hmm. And what it really should be, it should be equal parts, awareness, cultivation, engagement, and stewardship. And so um, that's that's a lot of how I try to reorient people in the way that they're spending their time doing their work, um, making sure that you're putting 50% of your time in that front end of awareness and cultivation um, if you really want to get people to do the thing that you want them to do. Um, because... Um, you're setting them up for um, you're setting them up to make that decision easier. Um, if you give them all the information that they need, um, they're going to have more trust in you. They're going to believe that what they're doing is the right thing. Um, and it should make the application part um, the easy part, not the laborious part. Um, because you've done all the work up front. So it ends up making the engagement phase a little bit easier. Um, and hopefully it makes your conversion uh, a lot higher. Um, yeah, so that's my, my little formula. Um, and uh, what I plan to do is just um, you know present, present that idea. Um, and walk people through all sorts of different examples of what you can do at each phase during the campaign. Um, Another part of it is thinking about the elements of the campaign itself when you're doing marketing. um, And uh, making sure that you are focusing on the right audiences, um, that you're thinking about the different channels that you're going to use, your website, your... Email campaigns, how you're gonna use social media. Um, uh, I anticipate that I'll have uh, a lot of folks curious about messaging. Um, I know that there's a real emphasis on trying to have personalization in messaging, um, having separate messaging for parents and students, um, and how you can do that if you have really limited resources. Um, so uh, talking about how to just kind of clearly put your message out there in a friendly, um, concise (laughs) manner that doesn't turn off students, that doesn't turn off parents, and just is to the point and nice. Um, (laughs) Everyone can appreciate that. Uh, I mean, you don't have to kill yourself trying to be cutesy, talking to a bunch of different audiences. Um, Yeah, so we'll talk about um, messaging a bit, talk about um, the value that you can bring to the audience to make sure that you're giving them something if you're going to ask for something in return, um, and then we'll get into a bit of measurement um, so that you know that you're successful. You're successful that what you're doing is uh, is uh, worth your time. So that is my my whole week in a nutshell. Excellent, um, Excellent and. Yeah, I, you know, uh, I hope it resonates.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. I
1: mean, I think that's
0: that's of it really, of it really that's not, that's not, just not just for, for marketing, marketing, but marketing. talking about I mean, the connection you're making connection with to others, others too, and that lifetime, that kind of lifetime engagement, which I think some admissions offices get, but not every. You know, I don't think it comes through in everybody's marketing choices, <laughs> and so I appreciate that that's really built in there, um, of that kind of stewardship that you're speaking up about before
1: yeah the stewardship phase is um uh, is another one that you you know you rarely get to uh because you're moving on to the next thing and like sometimes you get a thank you message out there right <laughs> uh, but that, and if you can get a thank you message out there great um usually I see if you if you get a, if you get anything else other than a thank you message out there sometimes it's a survey which mm-hmm. is just work for people to do for you um So as soon as that engagement is complete, um, you really should be moving the person on to that stewardship phase. And um, what I recommend is focusing on some recognition that they did this big thing that you asked them to do. You know, like giving them a thank you is nice, but like a pat on the back is even (laughs) nicer. Um, Like recognition that they took a really big step. and what in the whole purpose for putting, you know, and I think it should be equal to how much time you put into the other phases, um, is because you're. Um, this is this is all about retention, and retention is is so important. Um, it's about keeping those communication lines open, and building trust with the audience, and those are the things that's that are gonna keep them with you. Um, whether you're really thinking long-term, like their lifetime, or, or if you're just thinking about the lifetime that they're with you as a admissions or enrollment office, um, having their trust and um, their you know their comfort level of reaching out to you when they have questions is really critical. So um, just that you know that initial recognition that they did the right thing, um, and then it's also um, what also kind of can fit in here is reporting back to them about uh, about what it is that they've done. So, um, if you think about the application process, um, you know they've invested a lot of time. They've um, uh, you know, we're going to report back to them on <laughs> the results of their application, um, and when that's when that's done. Um, you know, you're kind of moving them along to the next phases um, without kind of, without keeping them in the dark. Um, and so there's a lot that you can do besides just the thank you message. Um, but I don't think that we, we spend as much time uh, putting that kind of effort into that part of, you know, the marketing phase. It's that uh, you're on to the next thing. And it's, that's usually because... Um, because of the way that we're organizing our resources and um, the emphasis on engagement and that like conversion metric that, okay, we got, we have the apply now messages out, okay, now we need deposit now. And um, we're kind of skipping um, those next steps. So stewardship from application to enrollment, you know, you could start laying the awareness groundwork for um, the things that they need to do in
0: getting there. Their enrollment secured. Absolutely. Do you? I I know that you are aware of this, having had the background in admissions yourself. But do you speak at all um, in these kinds of conversations to how to deal with the overlapping of this of the cycle? Um, Because you know, obviously, as we're dealing with that sort of stewardship and um, the yields and the anti melts, we're verging right into the awareness for the next wave. So, what? How do you talk about that?
1: Yeah. that's actually where you can make your life easier when you can find things that overlap, um, and you can make it easier for the people that you're communicating with if you can make connections between those two things, um, uh, because it is all it is all connected and it should flow pretty seamlessly. Um, one of the things that I do with attendees in my workshop is I provide them a swim lanes document, <laughs> which is just a spreadsheet, but I like to think about it as swim lanes um, because you start to see rows going across your spreadsheet of activity, and you can see where you're paddling furiously at different times of the year. So the document's pretty simple. The column, the uh, A column on your uh, left-hand side, would be all of the campaign activities that you have going on, and you could be as granular as you want to be. It could be, um, you know, details down to the types of school visits you're doing, or you can just say. Um, During these months, we're traveling. um, We put your open house dates in there. You have your email communications that are dropping. um, And you essentially um, mark down everything that's hitting your audience. So the way to think about it is what kind of messaging, what kind of opportunities am I giving a prospective student or parent or counselor throughout the whole entire year? And you just mark it month by month. Um, And this, it's good to do it just internally in your own team, but it's also good to reach out to other people on campus who are talking to your audience too. Mm -hmm. So if you're, um, if you don't, if the financial aid office isn't right um, inside your own, um, then you want to reach out to them and just ask them, you know, what is your se- communication cycle look like? Um, when are p- people getting information from you? So you can start to see how that overlaps with what you're doing. Um, you might include orientation programs or some of the other um, programs across campus that you know your audience is going to hear from. And then you get this pretty looking spreadsheet. <laughs> Hopefully it's pretty. Um, it, it could be really terrifying. Um, But what you can mark is during each month where your audience is getting a message. And you'll see that some months are packed full of messaging and others aren't. Um, And what you'll be able to quickly see is when things are just going to get overwhelming for someone and you could consolidate the messages um, so that they get all of the information together in one place. Um, Or you could see um, times where there's a lull in communication where you really need to add something. And usually that's some some of that cultivation or stewardship um, to kind of keep them moving along to the next thing. Um, So that is really, really helpful, Um, not just for your own planning purposes, but to start to get those groups that are all working towards the same goal kind of on the same page. Um, And I found a lot of opportunities to um, rally around a certain campaign hashtag together. (laughs) Um, There's a great example that kind of cut across all of Cornell's campus last year when I was doing this exercise. Um, And I'm working in the alumni office, but it cut right through to new students on campus. Um, Every summer we offer uh, student send-off parties before students come to campus. This is, really, this is a really popular thing that a lot of colleges do. Uh, in, your, in the student's hometown, an alumnus will open their home or a regional club will do something at a restaurant where they get all of the students who are from that area to meet up together and have a little party before they come to campus, before they move. And um, it's great for the students to meet. It's also really nice for the parents to meet because they're going to stay home <laughs> when the students go away. They might be able to meet some other new, pa- uh, new parents. So we throw these parties all around the world. Um, and we really didn't have any kind of social media campaign or way for people to connect around it. Um, but I knew they were happening, so they ended up on my spreadsheet. And then I ended up talking to... Um, people who are in the orientation program trying to find out what they've got going on. Um, and they were doing a campaign called Cornell Welcome, which is kind of something that they ran during orientation and during move-in. Um, they really weren't sure what they were going to do with it other than, you know, ask students to post photos when they're moving in and, you know, they have signs around campus. Um, and so my idea to connect it all was to start using that Cornell Welcome hashtag at the student send-offs so that they could see the activity of other students around the world getting ready to go to campus. And we also asked our alumni audience to give advice to the new students over the hashtag as they were coming to campus. So if you have any first day or first week advice, where are the cool places to go, where do you like to study, you know, what was what's the best residence hall, what's the best place to have food on campus. Um, and so we were able to connect the new students, new parents, alumni, orientation program, all together around one social campaign um, where most of these didn't have any kind of campaign put together at all. They were just kind of individual events that were happening on their own. So that's where you can see a real advantage where um, it makes everyone's work easier. <laughs> um, okay. or you might have just had a couple of photos of people moving in. Um, now you have a really robust campaign where there are people, you know, across the, across the life cycle um, really getting involved. So um, that was a, it was a no-brainer. Um, and those are the kinds of little gems that you can uncover when you talk to people around your campus and you look at, at a glance to see what's overlapping. It'll, it'll just pop out at you and make sense.
0: Absolutely. Well, and it just points to, you know, I spoke about a similar topic at NIACAC where I was just saying, like, collaboration is so vital, and it can be so easy to kind of get wrapped up in your own world and forget that, you know, you're a campus community, and especially in admissions, you know, you're depending on this campus community to continue, hopefully, the wonderful welcome that you've given these students. So it makes sense to be talking to each other and see where you can kind of help each other and make it that much more of a cohesive conversation for the students to come into.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, that. I I can't agree enough that just setting up a 30-minute phone call with someone, um, with as many people as you can that you know are going to touch the same audience that you touch, um, and then just ask them a few questions about what their year is like. And, you know, you have your year. Down, like you know, you know what your life looks like as an admissions person. Um, Just trying to get a sense of what their year looks like. They're on a cycle, they can they can tally it off to you um, just as easily as you could to them. And um, in a quick 30 minute phone call, um, asking them about the timeline, just asking them to kind of like walk through their year, any of the major events that they have um, or challenges you know, in places where they're really trying to get a message out. Um, And you don't have to promise anything, but, you know, make notes and add it to your spreadsheet. And when you're coming up against your work, you might find that you can both really help each other out.
0: Yeah. No, that's fantastic. And I know that knowing some uh, community managers out there, it certainly makes their lives easier too when they are on a bunch of rogue social campaigns that don't have any cohesion together. So uh, yeah. I think, yeah, it definitely can push the fact that if you don't have a social team that co- talks to each other on a fairly regular basis, you definitely should. Yep. yep. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I guess, are there any, have there been any surprises that have, like, popped out as you've started to talk, I guess you've kind of looped back into this admissions world and you're talking about this conversation, you know, questions that you weren't sure how to answer or things you felt like, oh, that's something I haven't thought about. Or has it been, I know I know you're a, an old pro at this, but uh, anything that's kind of caught your ear that, that makes you think about how you're approaching these conversations with uh, with admissions professionals in particular?
1: Um. I'm surprised at how much uh, things are the same um, and are the same across all different divisions on our campuses. Um, you know, I hear a lot about people who, who want to do more with digital and aren't sure how to be able to invest the time and resources. Um, it seems like there's a really strong need still um, to understand personalization. Do you find that personalization is still one of those key driving things oh, when you talk about?
0: It? Absolutely, absolutely. It's a top. It's a topic of conversation constantly for us. And how do we do it better? And especially the large scale that you were talking about.
1: Yeah, and you know, I think I'm not sure we can. <laughs> if I'm being totally honest, um, as as long as I've worked in higher ed and worked on email campaigns. Um, you know, just getting a person's name and an email was, you know, tricky to do. Right. Um, and he, he, like, uh, there, there's easy ways to mess up personalization. Mm-hmm. And then we try to compare ourselves to like Amazon and, um, you know, these massive, uh, billion dollar corporations that have. All of the data on us, all of the time, and we think you know that um, we can try to do that as I read nonprofit institutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, just it's not really realistic, um, and I'm not sure it's really what people want. Um, do you know? Do they want to feel like the institution knows them? Yes. But um, is it this like highly technical thing? I really don't think it. I don't think it comes down to the, t- the technology as much as it comes down to the way we talk to people. And so, um, I, my my recommendation has been um, to really look at the messaging that we use and to try to have a more conversational tone in the messaging, so it sounds like they're hearing from a human being. Um, and it doesn't have to show them that we know everything about them. I think that that's really where, I think we confuse personalization. Um, we think we have to reflect back to them that this has been personalized for you uh, instead of just being a, a human on the other end of the phone call. Um, so, um, and, and that's much easier to accomplish, striking a really friendly tone, um, and, um, have the messaging sound like a converse, a two-way conversation. Uh, I'll, you know, most of us our, our websites don't talk to people like that. And a lot of our emails don't talk to people like that. Um, and it doesn't take fancy technology to make it feel like you're in a personal relationship with the college. Um, so, uh, I've been trying to reframe what that means a little bit, um, but, yeah, so a lot of the same, to answer your question, a lot of the same challenges are still lingering. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's, it's interesting to try, to try to tackle them from a different angle, because if we haven't figured out something like personalization in 10 years, um, we're probably thinking about it the wrong way. So trying to
0: reframe that conversation a little bit. Well, you just, actually, even the way you just said it it kind of made me have this light bulb moment of, like, it's less about, yeah, we don't need to, like, I don't want to send an email to you and be like, hey, Ashley, I know you want to know about this major and these clubs and this and this and this. Like, that can get borderline creepy really, really quick, and instead it's just more about how can we make sure what the information we do provide is going to answer the questions that you likely have at that stage of the game, or if we're not, like, it's easy to access and it's not eight pages buried down our website or hidden somewhere away. That is the goal of admissions is to be that person to help provide those answers. But we want to like give, we want to give you the support to do your own self-service too when you're looking at this information. And so you just kind of have me make this like, oh yeah, we don't, why are we, you know, driving ourselves crazy trying to go down that road when we could just make it better to be able to find this information on their own or make sure we're that much ahead of the game of, okay, well, most students are wondering about what pieces of their application that they're missing, so how can we do that on a grander scale rather than individually trying to break this down?
1: Totally, yeah, just making it really, really super clear um, and to the point and like take all the fluff out. Um, And then try not to be afraid to put a little of our own personalities out there. You know, if you had the technology to have students have their own profiles all built out, you know, people get really excited about that. But as soon as you recommend an admissions counselor's face and their information on a website as the primary contact person, um, we get scared. So, like, you have to have if you if you want to go personal, you have to be willing to be personal too. Um, so, you know. Having the email signature come from a person instead of the admissions office, that's like a huge leap that most schools haven't taken. Um, and yeah, and just trying to, it, it all goes back to thinking about what really works for us when we're in person. Like, that's the magic. We know when a student is out on tour, like, you're going to get them 75% of the time. <laughs> um, and trying to steal like what what is it about that well they learned the person's name they were you know they could ask their questions they got direct answers um, you know trying to translate those little nuggets online um, that's that's where we got to go back to go back to what we know works um,
0: and forget the gimmicks I like it oh just should get that on a t-shirt just forget the gimmicks. <laughs> Um, well, I know we need to wind down soon, so I want to remind folks that are joining us to, um, if you have questions for Ashley, tweet at higher ed, uh, hashtag higher ed live and I will ask her, um, but Ashley, as we're winding down, do you, I, not all of us are lucky enough to be able to attend uh, this this workshop that you're doing and i a faculty member of, so, um, you know, other than you know, our, our, the t-shirt statement we just said here, are there kind of little nuggets that those of us who can't attend but want to kind of improve the way we're communicating with our students that you want to kind of leave us with?
1: Sure, yeah, I mean, I welcome you uh, follow along the conference hashtag this week um, or you can just follow me on Twitter, Ashley underscore Bud. Um, and I'll, I'll try to share my presentation slides and things. Um, and my swimlins documents and those kinds of things. I'll, I'll post them on Twitter. Um, the conference hashtag is Case S I C M, so it's Case Summer Institute Communications Recording. Um, so you can you know follow along with those tidbits if it sounds like something you'd want to be involved in. Um, if you're new to the field, these summer institutes are are really really interesting. Um, so. Take a peek at Case if it's outside of your, you know, it's outside of NACAC. It gives you a different spin, um, puts you in the room with people who are uh, working at other parts of the institution, which is really helpful. Um, but certainly, you know, reach out on the Higher Ed Live hashtag or reach out to me directly and I'd be happy to share some of the stuff that I'll be sharing with attendees
0: this week. Excellent. Thank you very much. I don't see any questions coming in now so but they can certainly reach out to you after the fact like you said and I will be checking out that hashtag as well. Um, And yeah, I encourage anybody who's not already following Ashley to do so. Uh, She puts out all sorts of great content all the time and Liz, uh, Liz Gross, who was mentioned earlier, definitely give her a follow as well. Um, But thank you so much for joining me, Ashley. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thanks for letting me come and spill my
1: my pre-conference beans with you. I'm feeling psyched up for my groups now.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, (laughs) they are lucky groups, so those of you who uh, get to have Ashley as your faculty member, enjoy it. Uh, Enjoy the K Summer Institute. Um, And I wanna thank not only Ashley, as I mentioned, but also um, our episode sponsors. Uh, so, thank you once again to M. Stoner and to NRCCUA. And I will be back next month with another episode of Admissions Live. Thank you all for joining us. Bye.